sorry I didn't see you there. This is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time mouse sheen is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Mousheen podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter Martin. Um, so I didn't go to the gym today. I try to go at least four days out of the week, four to five. But I was like, I'm still really tired. And for my, my job, I was like, let me just take this, the, the pre-workout I was going to drink. And just do it and just do it before my job. Ooh, I got jittery. You were zooming. I was zooming. I was zoom. The zoom, one time zoom. I've ever tried pre-workout, it was blue raspberry flavor, and it tasted Wait, like oh. pop rocks on my tongue, and I felt like the hamster from Hoodwinked when he drinks coffee. <laughs> I was gonna say that's my flavor I have now, but my favorite flavor is watermelon. Eh. I love a good like buzz from a pre-workout. I love a good buzz. <laughs> Period. <laughs> what Woody from Toy Story be like? I love a good buzz. Anything new going on with you? Just, uh, this is like the first week in the whole month of July that I've had time to like breathe from, like I went straight from the move into like auditions for the comedy club into the play that I did last weekend. So it's been a great month, but it's been very busy. And this week is the first time I've had free time to just be like, (sighs) yeah, yeah, I, I feel that it's, it's always good when you can take a breather. Yeah. You're like, okay. Crossing things off my list. Time to get into the new day. And speaking of crossing things off our lists, it's time to cross this off our podcast list and get into some Disney 411. Let's get into it. Disney 411. Honestly, today's news is brought to you by High School Musical. <laughs> because right. every story has something to do they with They have High the School timeline Musical. up in arms. They have right. us snooping like Snoopy. Right. Uh, well, that's a great uh, lead into our first story. Zach Efron returns to High School Musical set just weeks after Vanessa Hudgens does. Once a wildcat, always a wildcat, especially if you're Zach Efron making a surprise visit to East High. Efron, who portrayed basketball singer and singing star Troy Bolton in the beloved High School Musical series, shared a photo of himself making a return to the set of the movies on Instagram on Friday. Don't you... Dot, 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 forget about me, the actor wrote in the post, referencing Simple Mind Song and another fan favorite teen movie, The Breakfast Club. Efron's visit to Salt Lake City High School East, the Utah school that largely served as set for High School Musical, comes just weeks after Vanessa Hudgens shared a similar Instagram post. But the clocks were on the same time. That's what they want us to think, so we're not snooping around them anymore. Well, Vanessa posted her picture earlier. That doesn't necessarily mean that Zach's photo was taken later. They could have taken them on the same day and just posted them. Right. I mean, if if Zach and Vanessa posted on the same day... Then obviously, like, you know, they got a little tease. I was So obviously I went into theory mode. Yeah. And it is this, in August, it will be the 15th anniversary of High School Musical 2. Interesting. Is Disney going to get us the- a vinyl? <laughs> <laughs> I want it so bad. What would the vinyl design be for you? I want like, like the Lava Springs press or something where it's like a blue marble. 
mm-hmm. with like a little bit of gold maybe or a little bit of pink or just like blue pink. just so it like kind of looks like the waves that are behind them on the and then i want like a red and white split for the third one oh yeah red and white right now the only one black? that exists is the gold for the first one and well, i do, I the do have the first one's it. the first one i do have it but i want more right i mean i i would be <laughs> i'm just saying things are Remember when Zac Efron was like, I left to a reunion? Yes. He's planting the seeds. And this is the first time that he's, like, really made true to that word. Right. I'm like, okay, Zach, Zachary. And I, I saw this other theory that people are putting things together. So Vanessa posted that. Zac Efron posted that. Ashley Tisdale just posted a TikTok um, from promoting her wellness company, but using the Sharpay... Um, fabulous song Corbin Blues in the new High School Musical season yes so people are like they're planting seeds they are it does seem like I've seen a lot of news about that teacher teacher I have another one teacher and Lucas just recently visited a high school who's doing High School Musical oh my god he did I'm just (laughs) and then and 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 Monique Coleman liked an Instagram post when the caption was what is going on and it's a picture of Vanessa and Zach it's like side by side with their Monique photos. doing the bare minimum Monique's like this is all of the seeds <laughs> I'm going to give you I'm just saying but I that means shocked. all of them all six of have, all of the main six have acknowledged High School Musical or done something High School Musical related in the past like 10 days makes you think makes you think I'd Does go you think? feral if they did something for the 15th at hoot. At hoot. An encore Wait. performance of Huma Huma. <laughs> I beg. Then you ain't going feral because I ain't going to happen. Oh, I can dream. I'm just I saying. Wait. A new version of every day? Oh. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's keep the High School Musical train going and we'll keep theorizing. Corbin Blue says returning to High School Musical franchise 14 years later was an emotional roller coaster. So Corbin Blue is guest starring on the new season of High School Musical, the musical series. And he talked about returning to it and realizing, wow, I'm the older person in this room and everyone is singing and dancing. Um, this season, Corbin Blue plays a heightened version of himself as he appears as a celebrity guest star um, at Camp Shallow Lake, where the East High students have been selected to put on the first performance of Frozen. So it's just like a, a heightened version of him. He's the celebrity guest. And he goes, after going back and watching seasons one and two of the show, he says he was amazed by the young actress actress's talent and was especially moved to see another young person of color, referring to the actress on the show, Sophia Wiley. I had said to Tim, the creator of High School Musical, the musical of the series, if I don't get to do a dance number with Sophia, I think we're completely missing out. And he made it happen. And it's going to be awesome. So there's a little tease of what Mr. The Blue is blueing. A little tease. A little tease. So Corbin is playing a heightened version of himself. And he also says it's fun because Jason Earls is also in the show yes. this season. And he's playing a character, like the, the camp director of the camp. But Corbin Blue is playing himself. And he says there's references to Jason Earls in the show. But Jason... Because, because Corbin Blue, if Corbin Blue exists, that means Hannah Montana e- exists, 
which means Jason Earl exists. Very true. Because Corbin Blue guest starred on the very first episode of Hannah Montana. They're probably just going the um, everyone says don't I look you... like Sharpay, but I don't see it route. Right, or he's probably like, Jason Earl, you know what would be so funny? If Jason Earl goes, oh, I don't look like that guy. That guy was so much older than the rest of the cast. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, speaking of Jason Earls, let's get into what his experience this has been like um, on the High School Musical, the musical, the series yeah. set. So Jason Earls is still getting the best of both worlds. Though Jason Earls plays a new character named Dewey, a very Jason Earls character. True. A counselor at Camp Shallow Lake where the students are spending their summer. He was actually been working on the Disney Plus series as an acting coach since season one. He says, having been a part of the show since the beginning, Earls admits it's been wild watching a whole new set of Disney stars rise to stardom firsthand. He notes that Olivia Rodrigo's recent music success has reminded him a lot of Miley Cyrus's early career. Hmm. He goes to say, for me, what, what has been mind-blowing is I was there during Hannah Montana and I watched Miley turn into the biggest pop star in the world overnight. He says, the show premiered and we told them she's a pop star and suddenly she was a pop star. And then Olivia Rodrigo, when driver's license dropped, the world just decided that she was the biggest pop star on the planet. It happened so quickly, he continues. It was so shockingly sim similar to Miley's rise that I was like, how can I possibly be this close to this twice in one lifetime? It's just fascinating to see it in the front row as it goes down. Can you imagine if Miley Cyrus had said, I still fucking love you on Meet Miley Cyrus on her debut <sighs> album? Cancelled. <laughs> Cancelled. We would, we would not be talking about that. She would have said, the last time I fucked up. <laughs> She's like, hee hee, sorry. <laughs> that is wild. It wouldn't happen. That Jason I know Earl's that the times are different, but I just, in my brain, keep coming back to like how much Miley was like blasted and chastised for the stuff that went it's on. It's a different time. Career. I mean, we talked, we talked about in our last episode about like the different Disney star eras. Yeah. And the Miley Jonas high school musical basically from 03 to 2010 they were very they were very different they were more packaged and they had to i mean that was before really any social media yes so was so they literally were like what we saw is what we get and we only saw miley as hannah montana yeah and singing, i know singing, that it's not like singing pumping up the party it's not fair to hold the pop stars of 2022 to the same pop stars of like 2008 standards but right. it just is something that crosses my mind a lot having been someone that grew up in that time yeah but finally in our final story of the disney 411 aka the high school musical wrap-up <laughs> high school musical the musical the 411 the four exactly <laughs> um olivia rodrigo is stepping back from high school musical the musical the series <laughs> The High School Musical 2 star, high school, she wishes, the High School Musical, the musical, the series star won't have a giant role in the show this season moving forward, according to showrunner Tim Fetterly. Didn't he has explained why. Yes, but I think now it's definitely. So what he says is they're actually. I'll just read you what he says. Okay. It's so funny. We are early enough in the season four writer's room that I'd be lying if I told you I had an exactly. I had exactly the right answer for that when asked if season three would be Rodrigo's last season on the Disney Plus series. I would never say never to Olivia. I would never use the word last because I hope the show goes on and on and on and we get like a Grey's Anatomy Patrick Dempsey on the beach with Ellen Pompeo moment. What? 17, 
years later. <laughs> Basically, he's saying she more than likely this is her last season. Yeah. And there, I think she's like in two episodes. In season three. So definitely, yeah. Yeah. From what I read and understood, I. I would assume nothing less. I, I bet one of her appearances is a FaceTime call. Like, it's probably the bare minimum. Right. She might be in the first episode like, to be like, bye! Literally, literally. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we, we'll have to watch and, like, report back and be like, yep, she said bye to everyone and left. And then she FaceTimed somebody at camp and then that's it. It was like, hey, y'all, just on tour. But that's the end of Disney 411, a.k.a. High School Musical, the musical, what the 411. About, what about Siwa? So a little break from High School Musical the Musical the series of four on one. So Jojo Siwa went viral a couple of days ago after performing a TikTok viral sensation of this new trend where you flash the phone really fast on the camera to reveal like secrets. So it's like biggest crush, uh, biggest like celebrity crush, blah blah blah. And some of the answers are or questions are um, rudest per rudest celebrity you've ever encountered and the nicest celebrity you've ever met and the nicest celebrity was of course miley, miley cyrus miley. and the rudest celebrity she's ever met was candace cameron bure aka dj tanner from full house not surprised so my angel and my demon she also said like her cute. celebrity crush was zendaya which whose isn't you know but we weren't the reason we we weren't going to mention anything, but it, it picked up so much steam online. Yeah. Not only, like, the her rudest celebrity interaction was DJ Tanner, but the fact the Miley that her nicest picked up, traction too. picked up steam. But that just goes to show you, Miley, you can – she has been called everything, but you have never heard behind-the-scenes rumors of her being rude. That's true. I'm just saying. I also – I love just, how – I didn't even see the TikTok. Like, I found out about this by scrolling through my Twitter and seeing a news article that said JoJo Siwa says Candace Cameron Bure is the rudest well, celebrity Candace, she's ever met. Well, Candace Cameron Bure responded. She did. She said her and JoJo Siwa talked about it. And it was, like, something during a red carpet when JoJo was 11. And Candace Cameron Why didn't JoJo say Abby Lee Miller? Right. <laughs> Like, let's talk about that. Um, maybe that's just obvious because she literally just made one about how how she has like a bald spot on one side of her head that's not from the ponytails because she pulled her ponytails the other way, but it's like a stress rash that she used to get on Dance Moms. (sighs) Technically, JoJo Siwa is part of the High School Musical, the musical, the series, the 411, because (laughs) she's she's on season three. So I guess, so you're right. We were never out of the high school musical, the musical, the series of four on one. Uh, but with that being said, that was the final story of high school musical, the musical, the series. Yes. The Disney no Ravens home rehash to bring us out of the out of the gutters this week. No. They are back in their beds, fast asleep in Ravens home. Ravens home is locked. They went on vacation. <laughs> they're they're I don't know when they're coming back, but of course, we will be the first people to tell you when that happens. I think it should just be like. I think the last hiatus was like three weeks. Uh, we'll, we'll let it simmer. Who knows? We'll let it simmer. Well. All right. What are we talking about today? Our little simmer on uh, Animated in July is coming to a boil. We're on the last. <laughs> <laughs> we are on the last one. I want to say, I felt like we've been in 
animated in July for a long time. I think it's just because July is a long month. Yeah. But we also, we started with a great show. And then we kind of tripped over our own feet in the dark for a couple weeks. <laughs> and then now we're back with another great show to finish it all up. So the last show that we are covering on Animated in July is Phineas and Ferb. Yes, we are talking about the first ever episode of Phineas and Ferb, which was called Roller Coaster slash Candace Loses Her Head. And this has a very interesting history. So before we talk about the episodes, let's go over the history of Phineas and Ferb. So basically, the show is created by Dan Pavenmeyer and Jeff Swampy Marsh. And it took them 16 years before securing a run on Disney Channel. They previously worked together on The Simpsons and Nickelodeon's Rocco's Modern Life. And that's where they kind of wanted the show to live was on Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network. Like Disney was kind of their last resort. Um, And after trying for 16 years, Pavenmeyer landed a pitch with Disney the network did not immediately accept the show, but, but told Pavenmeyer that it would, it would keep the packet. Pavenmeyer assured that this had meant an end to the negotiations, aware that the phrase usually means they throw it in the trash later, but Disney surprised them by accepting it. And so that's kind of the, the history. This the, one the premiered little... after a major thing, didn't it? <gasps> premiered out of a major... A major, major thing. A Disney Channel staple. So, Phineas and Ferb, the first episode. So, there's like two episodes in an episode. Yeah. Like two segments. So, the first segment premiered on August 17th, 2007, which is Roller Coaster, which in your Disney Channel minds, August 17th is a day in history. That's the day High School Musical 2 premiered. And the Hannah Montana episode where the Jonas Brothers. Okay, because I didn't. Star. For some reason, I didn't think in my head that it was that early. But I guess yeah. it was. So, the episode Roller Coaster garnered a total of ten point eight million views. I was one viewers. <laughs> so was <laughs> I, holding on to more than half of the record-setting audience of its lead-in High School Musical two. When Phineas and Ferb officially debuted in February the next year, it provided it Cable's number one watched most watched animated series premiere by tweens. I mean... Maybe that's when I was thinking, because I, I know that I watched it then, but I also remember watching it later than that. Yeah, yeah. So it did like a little sneak peek, because Ashley Tisdale was the star of High School Musical. Yes. So and she's also the voice actress in this I mean, what a lineup. August 17th, 2007 will go down in the history books. High School Musical 2, Hannah Montana, Jonas Brothers episode, and Phineas and Ferb. That's the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. That's the father, son, and the Holy Spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But okay, now that we kind of got a a little mini behind-the-scenes lesson of Phineas and Ferb, what are your initial thoughts, feelings... I remember Memories watching it pretty regularly. Um, I think it's great. It's obviously like people still love this show. Like it just got yeah. a new movie. What like last year? Yeah. Yeah, and like just, the guy who that, voiced and that's its second. 
second movie. The guy who voiced Doofenshmirtz is super active on TikTok, like duetting people all the time. There's people on TikTok yeah. that like just are devoted accounts to recreating scenes from the show. Um, yes. But it also has had, obviously you have three Disney Channel heavy hitters in the main voice cast. You have Ashley Tisdale as Candace, Mitchell Musso as her crush Jeremy, who I completely forgot he was the voice yeah. of. And Allison Stoner is the voice of Isabella, who is like Phineas's, she has a crush on Phineas. But also I was looking at just like, names of people that have been on the show and these Uh are just a few names of like celebrity people that have appeared on phineas and ferb at one point malcolm mcdowell seth green allison janney corbin blue jennifer gray goldie hahn jennifer stone madison pettis jack mcbrayer from like 30 rock jane lynch and ben stiller wow stacked i didn't and also like even still in the main cast like you said you have those three disney heavy hitters but Voicing the mom is Caroline Ray. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on now. I love who Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I also think um, my, one of my hot takes. I don't even know if it's that hot of a take, but I think that Phineas and Ferb, like across the whole show, is has some of the best music of the Disney Channel. Oh well, the awards speak for themselves. Awards. It ha- it yes, awards. You didn't think Venus Ferb was not going to leave home without an award. They won um, Emmys and primetime Emmys and a lot of writing Emmys. Makes sense. A ton of like and nominated for like original songs and stuff like that. And Phineas and Ferb, half of their what I think is so iconic about the show is the music. Yeah. There's a musical performance in every episode. Except Remember, and the first I, one? Yeah. I think they were still like – Definitely, you can tell this was the first episode because the voices were a little different. Yeah. The voices, like, didn't register as my head as, like, oh, that's a Phineas voice. Even Ashley Tisdale's voice performance was a little... Mom! Um, yeah, yeah. I will have to say, Phineas and Ferb, th- there are a few... There, there are a lot of Disney Channel animated series, but I think there are three that are at the top of the list, and that is Kim Possible, The Proud Family... And Phineas and Ferb are like the three most iconic Disney Channel animated series. I'd say. I know Recess isn't like technically part of that, but I I think Recess and Phineas and Ferb are kind of in the same vein of like anybody can enjoy them. There's Mm -hmm. gags that are so well done that they're just like for everybody. But then Phineas and Ferb adds the other element of having music and like who knew what an aglet was before Phineas and Ferb did did their public service duty. An aglet. I forgot about that episode. And you also have Bowling for Soup just ripping on this theme song. Yeah. So iconic. But I mean, like, if you look at the Disney Channel animated series post Kim Possible, what other show had, like, the merchandise behind it, the albums and the parks? They, like, really only since before Phineas and Ferb was Kim Possible. Yeah. I mean, we said on our Disney Parks episode that those are the only two Disney Channel animated shows that have ever made an appearance in the parks like as popular as the live action shows yeah like on par with like that's a reason and still Montana, popular Wizards. like still chugging still relevant still loved right i love like when people screenshot because phineas and ferb is also known as like weird shapes yeah as, like phineas's head is, is phineas he- phineas's head when they like when he looks at the camera like people can take a screenshot of when he turns his head and he's like looking straight in the camera and he's so weird looking <laughs> 
Are you more of a Phineas or a Ferb? A Ferb. A Ferb? I'm a Ferb. So does that mean I'm Phineas? I guess. Or am I like a Candace? Or a Perry? I don't know. I mean, if we're talking scope of the whole show, I'm Vanessa. Batty. I'm sorry. That's just... I will have to say, I remember watching this first episode... And being so shocked about the Perry the Platypus subplot. I know. Because I don't think I don't think they promoted it like that. I think they promoted it like because they had like exciting things to promote just from the A story of Finny's a fur making a roller coaster in their backyard. Yeah. It's going through the town. And then I start watching it and then all of a sudden <laughs> the little platypus is a secret agent. You love how I love how every episode hits the same beat of like what are we going to do today? I know what we're going to do today. Candace tries to get them busted. Hey, Phineas, what you doing? Perry yeah, has to go the... chase Doofenshmirtz down, and the mom will never, ever catch them. Like, you can always guarantee, like, those, yeah. those little nails will be But it's, it's the fun along the way that makes it every different. And there's, yeah. like, a song, and it has, like, a, a lot of adult humor. It does. And how dare you not mention that Kelly Clarkson was also a guest star. She didn't come up on the Google sheet. I'm sorry. Well, guess what? I looked up the list, too. And there's a lot more people <laughs> oh, I'm than sure. you Those are just some notable ones that I saw. And I said, not you forgetting Kelly Clarkson. I could never. Remember, I'm Lindana and I want to have fun. Yes. When the mom is the... I, yeah. And I also love, like, as the show goes, people's... They... You, you meet, like, Phineas and Ferb's friends and the world building and then yeah. there's like a bunch of callbacks to the show and a bunch of uh like lindana is a callback to like other things busted oh busted Candace and Vanessa. busted i think is my uh, second favorite song on the show i know like we haven't gotten to the the meat of like the episodes but there's just like so much phineas and ferb content that i want to talk about right now because they like when disney loves something they're gonna milk it as we've learned with our Disney 411 today, how much <laughs> High School Musical, it just won't go away. Phineas and Ferb had, like, countless movies and spinoffs, and there was a spinoff, like, an in-between show, like, for the commercials called Take Two with Phineas and Ferb. And it was, you can find it on Disney+. Plus. They're, like, five-minute segments. And they interview actual celebrities. But, they're, but the celebrities aren't animated. So I guess the celebrities are, like, on a green screen, yeah. and Phineas and Ferb have a talk show. And, like, the guests are, like, Regis Philbin and Taylor Swift. And it was crazy. Like, Jack Black, Andy Samberg, Randy Jackson, Miss Piggy. <laughs> Miss Piggy? <laughs> Miss Piggy. So, the Phineas and Ferb universe The Phineas and Ferb no zeitgeist bounds. is deep. Knows no bounds. What but you, I guess we should. What do you think is the best wait. song on the show? Best song on Phineas and Ferb. I loved Busted. I love, um, what's that song that she goes? Oh, there's this one that me and my brother, shout out to my brother. Um, he doesn't listen, but shout out. <laughs> um, there's this episode where Phineas and Ferb lose Perry. And they sing, they get the whole town to, to sing a song to get Perry back. And they go, Oh, Perry, you are so legendary. Oh, Perry. We would sing that to our dog all the time. <laughs> I don't remember which one it is, but the one that's like, you're the one that sets the bar there. <laughs> no, I hit the bar. You're fabulous. Oh, I also love brick, 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 brick. It's fun. 
Um, Getcha Getcha Goo is my favorite song in the show. Oh, I get, oh, that was the best. It's so That's good. It's said. like genuinely so good. <laughs> my heart starts pumping. Never gonna stop. Getcha Getcha Goo because I love you. So good. Oh, oh, okay. Before we close the book, I have to talk about Swinter. It's winter. Talk about winter. Also, honorable mention, um, S-I-M-P, Squirrels in My Pants. Oh. Wow. Okay, we could... And Evil Love. There's so many. Okay, let's table this for our Phineas and Ferb (laughs) soundtrack breakdown, because there will be so many. So, the first episode, the very first thing that we ever see, classic. Um, Also, I love the gag. It it always gets me. In the theme song, the uh, Looking for Frankenstein's Brain. It's over here. I just love it. It's so stupid. Yeah, but it it opens with an iconic, iconic shot of Phineas and Ferb just chilling out under the tree. With Perry. Does Perry with have Perry. a pond or a pool? Because platypus are, like, partially aquatic. I mean, I think Perry is not your average platypus because he's also a secret agent. So he may not need the water like that. I also love how, saying. like, I mean, we'll talk about... Uh, something in this show that very much confuses me about where it's set and how physics and logic work here other than the fact that they obviously just don't um yeah yeah the the first episode does a good job of kind of setting up all of those like plot beats that you know we're going to be hitting so phineas and ferb phineas decides that he's bored and he doesn't want to be bored because it's summer and the first thing they're going to ask you is what did you do this summer Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, I wish we could ride a roller coaster, but not like that one we rode at the state fair. I will just say the first episode, like we know, like we noted that the voices don't sound quite like they normally do. I would say the Phineas character is a lot more snarky in this episode that I remember. In the roller coaster one, I know. Yeah, I guess. Like he just had like a more more. He seemed more sassy than I remember, and maybe that's just the first episode, or maybe I'm remembering the show differently. But he was just like, yeah, whatever. Or anyway. How but of old? Course, Do Ferb we know, like, how old they're supposed to be? I want to say they're, like, in fifth grade. Yeah, I want to say that they're, like, 10 and Candace is, like... 13. 13, 14, maybe? Okay, according... Phineas and Ferb are between 8 and 10. Okay. I'm going to say 10. Mm-hmm. So, let's see how old Candace is. I'm going to what do, what do we think? I'm going to say 13. I would say 14 or 15 because she does have a birthday in the second segment. Mhm. She's 15. Okay. It's time to get this so girl a sense. cell phone. Right. It's time the, the, I mean, I know you wouldn't have a plot if you didn't, but Candace needs a fucking camera phone. It's like more than <laughs> <Right>. anything. <laughs> what year is this? Where's Candace's flip phone? I mean, she could have at least had a flip phone to take a grainy picture and been like, Mom, that is definitely Phineas and definitely Ferb building a roller coaster in the backyard. But Phineas and Ferb are gaslighters. Oh, the worst. (laughs) Well, so is the mom, I think, but... The mom... Well, the mom never sees it, but Phineas and Ferb... I know, but she never even for a second... But Phineas and Ferb can always just be like, yeah, we did that. And, like, the mom just doesn't believe it. Yeah. But they're, poor Candace is driven to the edge many times in this show. Like, why don't she just save her allowance and get, like, a camera from the store? <laughs> right. There are cameras in the... Why don't they take 
Why didn't she take a freaking Because there wouldn't be a plot if she did. But wouldn't it be so funny, though, if she did take a picture and she was like, Mom, look! And the mom was like, oh, honey, you've gotten so good at Photoshop. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's an episode (laughs) where she finally gets a camera phone and every photo is bad. And she, yeah. and like the end, she's like, Problem. or like the SD card just falls out or something. Right. You never know. But they decide that they're going to build a roller coaster and their mom is going to the store. So Candace is in charge conditionally. Conditionally. And all Candace wants to do is bust them after she figures out that they're going to design a roller coaster. Well, she also, I remember Candace being like the talk on the phone type. A lot yeah. because she gets on the phone to talk to her friend Stacy about her crush Jeremy. Yeah, and she's like, "I can't go to the mall. Like, I want to." <laughs> also, I guess we'll talk about this in the second episode. But the way that they get characters to all be in the same place at the I know. same time, the way that they justify things, like in the second episode, spoiler, or in the second segment, they go to Mount Rushmore, and Jeremy's there because he's on the the transfer program. I know. It's very convoluted, but it works for the show because it's they funny. because they take it so seriously. And, the and then Isabella's ring. whole Girl Scout troop is there. It makes sense. It's funny, but Phineas and Ferb like go to a roller coaster contractor. One of the recurring gags of the show is that adults will be like, "Aren't you a little young to be doing this thing you're doing?" And Phineas will just say, "Yes, yes, I am," and they just don't care. They and just they're like, are fine "Okay." He's totally fine with the contract for this roller coaster being signed in crayon with the R's backwards, which if Phineas is 10 years old, it is beyond time to write your R's straight. And how does he have such a good understanding of aerodynamics? I know. Like, how do you have such a good understanding of physics that you can, and and that you're putting this roller coaster together with peanut butter and a welder, (laughs) but you can't write your R's facing the right way or write in a pencil or a pen? It doesn't, I mean, maybe his penmanship just isn't good. I mean, trying to find logic in Phineas and Ferb will, like, make your brain split threads and you just, it just, it it can't happen. Right, and I'd rather not have that. So that's when, you know, they always will go, hey, where's Perry? And Perry will sneak off. Perry has this little hole in the bottom of the house that he enters to talk to the head spy guy. Do we ever find out what his name is? I think his name is Sergeant, maybe? Just Sergeant. In this episode, um, Major Monogram. Okay. That's what his name is. So he gets he always gets missions to stop whatever Dr. Doofenshmirtz is doing. And Dr. Doofenshmirtz is a top-tier Disney Channel villain. Oh, yeah. Top-tier Disney Channel character. He's very yeah. recognizable look-wise and sound-wise. Yes. He's and he boy- his thing is every episode to be like, Perry, your timing couldn't be better. And by better, I mean worse. Or just like impeccable. <laughs> your timing is impeccable. And by impeccable, I mean completely impeccable. Like. And he's voiced by co-creator Dan Povenmire. Yes. And Jeff Swampy Marsh voices Major Monogram. Nice. But So yeah. Doofenshmirtz's plan in this episode is to cover the entire tri-state area with tinfoil. So because he's saying the tri-state area, and, and we see the Statue of Liberty later in this episode, I'm assuming that Phineas and Ferb takes place in New York State. Yeah, but then in the second segment, they are a car ride away from... South Dakota. South Dakota. <laughs> Maybe they just like live in everywhere, anywhere USA. True. 
Um, and I just love how Dr. Doofenshmirtz, like, is describing his plan, and then he's like, you may be wondering why I'm doing this. It, he's <laughs> trying to, like, reverse the pull of the earth, and he's like, I don't know why. Honestly, the tinfoil is really expensive. I haven't gotten around to that yet. <laughs> it, it is, like, throws the... I mean, it's definitely a play on villains and, like, James Bond and, like, superhero movies explaining the plot. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know why I'm telling this to you, but here's why I am. Yeah, so is, and he always, like, explains, like, his backstory or, like, these deeply personal things about himself. <laughs> I know, which later expands when we get the character Vanessa, his daughter. And Balloony. <gasps> Balloony. <laughs> oh, golly. But Candace, like, loses her mind and runs on her, her poor little bike with her poor little helmet. Very much like the Wicked Witch of the East or West, whatever. West. Um, I'll get you, my petty, my brothers. But we also so meet she... Isab- We also meet Isabella. Yes. What and you she doing? gets what you doing and little hard eyes. Yeah. These the way they shape their heads. Every character, I'm wondering, like, how do you put on shirts? You know. <laughs> Ferb's head is very lengthy, and he just has a real big nose. <laughs> right. And I love how like Ferb is just the action man. That's like what they call him. He's like Ferb is a many man of the yeah. Ferb world. famously gets one line per episode, right? And that's what makes him so good. Until he sings the whole entire backyard beach song in the second backyard. episode. That's <laughs> the backyard beach. That's a good one. That's a banger too. But of course, since Phineas and Ferb have made the roller coaster, they want to tell it to all their friends, and they yes. they have it like all throughout the town. Oh my gosh, I just love like. When the poster goes up in the supermarket for half a second and Candace sees it and runs to go with their mom. And then a couple of the kids come in and they're like, oh, my gosh, Phineas and Ferb have a roller coaster. Do you think if we take the poster, we, like, get a discount or get it for free? So they take the poster down and they leave. I I used to laugh at the line when Candace was trying to explain to her mom, like, wait, wait, wait. It, the roller coaster is going to come through here and they're at the grocery store. She goes, let's go. I have Frozen's. I don't know why that always made me laugh. Just like the term, like someone saying Frozen's, as referred to like frozen peas they have in their cart. We gotta go. I have Frozen's. Let's go. I have multiple copies of Frozen in my cart. I have Frozen's. <laughs> <laughs> They're a big Adele Dazim fan. That's every Adele Dazim fan when Frozen came out on DVD. <laughs> Let's go. I have Frozen's. <laughs> Ugh. Where's my Phineas and Ferb ride in the parks? You got the Phineas and Ferb experience in the park. I want the ride. I want to be in New York one minute and in Mount Rushmore the next and then the <laughs> Eiffel Tower the next and then in space the last. Oh, yeah, that was really funny because obviously they they don't build just like a mini roller coaster in their backyard. It goes throughout the entire town and yes. they go into space. Well, something happens because the whole thing with the tinfoil ball and Doofenshmirtz is happening all at the same time. Yeah, that's a that's another running gag is Phineas and Ferb's project that day. All the plots come together like at the yes. end somehow. Somehow like the way Perry tries to stop Doofenshmirtz or maybe if it's Doofenshmirtz's um, invention it takes away what Phineas and Ferb were doing. The and they're always day. in the same place so that Perry can end back up with them and they can just go, oh, there you are, Perry. Right. Like well, he never went anywhere. In this one, while Perry and Doofus were fighting, Perry falls into the roller coaster while it's going like a million miles an hour. 
Right, because something happens where, like, a piece of the track gets removed. So the car is just, like, skirt-skirting on the road. Yeah. And that's – Doofenshmirtz's magnet, I think, or Perry does something with it that makes it pick up the whole roller coaster and pull it straight away, and it starts to go, which is why Candace's mom doesn't see it. Yeah, so, like, it's like a giant magnet, and that's what attracts the roller coaster. Yeah. So they land on, like, something, and they get flung from the Statue of Liberty down to Mount Rushmore – down to the Eiffel Tower, where Tiffany's just like, does anybody want a croissant? <laughs> yeah. And then they get flung into space. Like, I'm just like, am I to believe where they exist in an Earth where all those things are a stone's throw away from? Or maybe each they other? were just they were just thrown so far. But wouldn't they I, like burn? <laughs> when they come so back fast. to the atmosphere and it's burning, that's like the only scientifically correct thing that happens in this whole episode. I also love when Perry because he has to get rid of his hat. He puts his hat on Isabella, and Phineas like, I love your hat. And uh, Isabella, her head is so big, but the Perry's hat is so tiny. Yes. And she's like, what? So then they, like, Candace opens the backyard gate, and she's like, they're not going to be there. And lo and behold, they're not. And she's like, Mom! And then, of course. <laughs> Ashley, who who says the one word the most ways? Candace, uh, Ashley Tisdale is Candace saying Mom in Phineas and Ferb, or Sally Field saying the whole time in Mrs. Doubtfire? <laughs> Ashley Tisdale. This show cemented Ashley Tisdale as a Disney Channel lesson. Lesson. It did. Uh, legend. Less. That's yes. the lesson is get an animated show and act your butt off and you become a Disney Channel legend. Especially having that premiere the same night as High School Musical 2. Like legendary legend status. Like literally at any time of the day, you would hear Ashley Tisdale's voice. I know. Like In the Sweet Life reruns? Like, oh my God. Inescapable. Like literally, you would watch... You could probably go two hours listening if there was two episodes of Phineas and Ferb and two episodes of Sweet Life after that and then going into a high school musical. That's like four, almost five hours of Ashley Tisdale talking. That's uh, that's a lot. I feel like that can get on you. I can get I on know, your nerves. but, you know, she's a versatile <laughs> actress, so it didn't really yes. sound that similar. So they land in the backyard just in time and the fiery coaster cart out of all the places it could have gone because when they're crashing down it like genuinely looks like how it looks when you're flying over a city in an airplane yeah and they just happen to land right there and then ferb drops his wisdom nugget where he's like they're the only mammals to lay eggs i want to say i laughed i laughed i laughed at that because it was so unexpected well, yeah, because I guess on that very first episode, they haven't established that Ferb gets one line per episode no. yet. So, no, so for him like to a big just shot. drop that out of and, nowhere. And, and he's British, which makes it like so random and funny. Well, the dad, I think he's Australian. But in this or British, ep- but, but so in the, is the first, dad. But in the first segment, the dad wasn't in it. That's true. The dad is only in the And I don't know if it's established that they're stepbrothers in this one. It is, because Candace is? is my brother and stepbrother. Oh, okay, okay. So it is, like, very random that he's British. And I love how the tree explodes in the backyard, and Candace goes, Mom! She's like, give it a rest, rest Candace! And then I'm like, how do you explain that? Like, but she, would she not have felt the house shake? <laughs> would she not go outside the next morning with her morning coffee reading the morning newspaper and see that half of her tree is obliterated? Or would someone not have reported to the news about the giant roller coaster that was constructed or whatever happened? Or would the roller coaster contractor not have given Phineas's mom a call and been like, hey, your son is in my shop. Get him out of here. 
Your son is in my shop. There's just so many yeah. well, little things. The craziness of Phineas and Ferb carries on into its next segment called Candace Loses Her Head. Yes. It's, it's Candace's, Candace's birthday. birthday. So this whole episode takes place on her birthday. Oh, they do see- have a musical number in this episode because they have that barbershop yeah. thing, do the Candace song. Candace, you look like a praying mantis. There's so much like wordplay and like big words that are used in the songs in Phineas and Ferb too. Yeah. It's like Sesame Street for middle schoolers. From Ooh, I love that. Um, Learn but, new words. But so it's Candace's birthday, and you see on their calendar that it's July 11th. So this Cancer episode is, is canonically July 11th. I love that Fanny Sinfer doesn't have the trope of older sister annoying younger brothers who don't get along. Yeah. Because Phineas and Ferb really want to do something special for her birthday. They're not just like pulling a prank on her. They never I know. pull pranks when on I Candace. Saw, when I saw her head on the calendar, I thought it was going to be annoy Candace Day or something. No, they but never. Also, if none the of the first... plots. None of the plots are ever like, let's annoy Candace. They always so, like try to help her and she gets annoyed. I know. If the summer just started and it's already July 11th, mm-hmm. when did y'all get out of school? Maybe it's been a couple days. Maybe it's been a few months. Right. Well, that's why Phineas is so fed up, because it's been a month, and they've done nothing. 104 days from July 11th is October 23rd. But also, the show ran for like five years, and maybe it was always July 11th. I know. Uh, Phineas and Ferb is Groundhog Day. (laughs) They're trapped in the time loop. Maybe every episode is supposed to be like an afternoon. And then, like, true. What like if they're to- trapped in a time loop until Candace is able to bust them? <gasps> oh, I like that theory. That's why it's summer all the time. Yeah. So they're like, we have to do better than we did last year, where all they did was put a gorilla in a cake <laughs> that screamed at her and scared her. Right. Ah! And, um,. And they decide that they're going to Mount Rushmore for Candace's birthday, which if that was my birthday present, I would be mid. Right. I'd be, like, I'd be so mid. I'd be so confused. First of all, like, how far is that drive? Allegedly, if they're in the tri-state area, if they're in New York, to drive to South Dakota, that is a multi-day trip. Yeah. By the time it, they got there. So she's spending her birthday sleeping in a Motel 6 and eating McDonald's. Which is a great birthday minus the hotel, <laughs> Motel 6. For some people. <laughs> for me. Um, but when they get there, Perry has to go do his thing, and he, like, goes through these tubes. It's always so funny how, like, there's always a tube from there's wherever they're at tube. to where well, Perry needs to be. I think they, like, established that there are agents across everywhere. Yeah, because at one point, they're going through the tubes, and Perry has to stop for a raccoon in a hat. Yes. And they do kind of, like, a like an, like a look at each other. Like, how you doing? Oh, and then Perry gets back and he finds out that his mission is at Mount Rushmore and he's just like, like the look that he gives <laughs> cracks me up. Which is like so, so me. I hate also, when I'm like, I think I it's back so out. funny that they take Perry everywhere because what if Perry is like Phineas's certified emotional support animal? Honestly, he's probably Candace's and Candace just gets so emotional around Perry that he's like, I'm just going to chill with Phineas and Ferb because it it ain't working for me. With but like for them to take Perry her. everywhere, Perry must be like s- some kind of certified animal. I mean, it's outdoors, so they're not just going to leave Perry the platypus by itself. You can't. 
the, Ugh, the, the, the noise Perry makes. I don't know how it? they did that. No. <laughs> Perry, 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 Perry. Perry just goes, ha, cha, cha, cha. <laughs> One episode. Hi, hi. And Phineas and Ferb start climbing Mount Rushmore, which is when they establish that, like, Jeremy's there on the transfer program and Isabel is there on her trip, which is funny. Candace loves some Jeremy. She does. That's like, if, if she's not trying to bust her brothers, she's trying to get with Jeremy. Mm-hmm. She goes, hi, Jeremy. And he's like, oh, hey, Candace. What's up? That's how every single conversation of them always begins. Begins. And she's like, runs to him. But they start climbing the monument, and somebody's like, aren't you boys a little young to be refurbishing a national monument? Yes. Yes, we are. Okay, no problems there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So, obviously, they're playing, they want to, like, redo Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Which Candace keeps, Candace, Candace keeps trying to get the mom to see, and, like, at one point, she's having them look through a telescope, and the geyser explodes old reliable which is a funny pay on like old so people. many things happen in front of the parents eyes that i'm like yeah. you just have to listen listening will do you wonders <laughs> to to figure out what what's happening with it's very like the show rugrats when their grandpa would be put in charge of them that's how every episode was was the parents had something to do and yeah the grandpa would be put in charge and he'd go to sleep or he wouldn't pay any attention and that's how the rugrats would get out that's very much this yeah. It's like the parents have no idea what's going on. Phineas is a longtime descendant of Chucky Finster. And they both have red hair. They do. So the whole time, of course, they're trying to figure out what's going on. Oh, Candace is. Because, you know, she can't go a, a day without tattling. It's, okay, is Candace a tattletale? Yes. Or it's like. She really has concern with her brother's safety. I honestly bet, I really and truly bet that if Candace just minded her own business for a day, the mom would suddenly be like, what are those two boys doing up there? Like, that'd right. be the day I she'd see it. The fact that Candace technically is distracting the mom the entire time that she doesn't even, she can't focus her attention on anything else but Candace. She is. Also, at what point would they be like, enough is enough and put Candace in therapy? Oh, on a very special episode of Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> Candace's straitjacket. Candace's Candace goes to therapy while Phoenix and Ferb are building the biggest, biggest slides. <laughs> On top this of is the just Empire like a really State dark room. subplot, like exploring Candace's psyche, where she's like, I feel like I have to bust my brothers because I never got a lot enough love from my father. And then they're Where's, like, Woo! Giant slide! <laughs> it's like a gigantic slip and slide. That'd be so funny. I mean, that's like dark, but funny. But but funny. Dark but funny. So uh, it's basically just a lot more like, you know, shenanigans. And then Phineas and Ferb reveal that they have carved Candace's head onto Mount Rushmore. The way I that love... they stood to reveal it to her was so funny to me. <laughs> when it funny. looks a little funky before they like pop it out and they're just kind of like standing there. I don't know. It's just funny. No, it is funny. And it just, I, I like how Candace, I mean, not Candace. Phineas and Ferb really love their sister and they're like want to do something fun and she yeah. just is so in her head that they're doing something bad. People always and ask you who would be on the Disney Channel Mount Rushmore but people never say who was canonically on Mount Rushmore in the Disney Channel and that is Candace Flynn. 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then we forgot, like, the Fireside girls were there. Isabella. And Isabella. They, like, they're, they're always in it with Phineas and Ferb. Well, yeah, because she, ha- she always has to say what you're doing. Yeah. You can't do a Phineas and Ferb episode without what you're doing. I know. Um, but then something starts to happen that's obviously, again, related to what Perry and Doofenshmirtz are doing deep within Rushmore. I don't remember what his evil plan was, but it had something to do with that. And these, like, lava spots pop up on Candace's face, and they look like acne. <laughs> and she's like, ew! I know. And then it explodes, and there's lava, and it flows. They're, they have, like, dramatic orchestra music playing, and you can see an orchestra. <laughs> I laughed. I laughed out loud when I saw that. This is, like, a very – I mean, the show's just smart. And- it is. And doesn't and like if there's music playing like as background music to the scene, nine times out of ten, a very swift camera motion will be like, oh, it's an orchestra convention. Yeah, it's just <laughs> funny. Like it's so funny how they do all those little things. Yeah, little like cutaways. Because like Phineas and Ferb is ultimately a very simple and in some ways very there's... formulaic show. Yeah, I mean, but it's it always literally... finds ways to like. But, like, how how does a show that has such a formulaic step-and-repeat plot have so many memorable standout episodes? It's like, that's, right. that's it just is. love and care and, like, the craft. Yeah, they definitely solved that problem. Because there are so many shows where, like, oh, you know, they're going to say this. Oh, that's going to happen. But it's, like, not as entertaining as, like, you know Phineas and Ferb are going to say, what are we going to do today? Yeah. You know Candace is going to go, mom, mom, mom. You know Isabella is going to say what you're doing. But it's how they get to all those places is very entertaining each time yeah which i enjoy and that's why i think it is like in the crown jewel of disney channel animated series oh absolutely the proof is in the pudding so brandy harrington this is not brand phineas and ferb brandy mr whiskers they're on a different playing field (laughs) you don't see brandy mr whiskers in the parks you never saw phineas and ferb air at 2 a.m Right. It was always prime time, baby. Always. Um, and still to this day, like Becca said, it's still in the, and still in like the top of people's tongues. And Mom, the top of the- Phineas and Ferb are making a podcast. <gasps> okay. Wouldn't that be such a funny episode if Phineas and Ferb started a podcast? And it like becomes like the most downloaded podcast in the world. Yeah. They're like, we beat Joe Rogan. <laughs> And somehow, like, Agent P, like, destroys their podcast about, he, like, Doofenshmirtz is trying to take over podcasts. He's like, oh, Perry the Platypus, thank you for coming to my podcast. <laughs> that's pretty good Doofenshmirtz, if I do say oh, that's myself. pretty good. Hmm, maybe I can be on the reboot, if there ever is one. I mean, there technically was another movie that came out last year. Yeah, this would be something I think I hope that they don't reboot because it's gone on for so long anyways and it's still so prominent yeah it's and, still like, so about that it yeah. just wouldn't make sense i feel like there's especially the movie that just came out there's really no need for because i feel yeah like you said phoenix verb is still fed to us online and on tiktok and memes and stuff that i'm like i'm not craving phoenix and verb content yeah because it's everywhere it is um like i like one of the last times i, I was at the park the Disney World Magic Kingdom, Phineas and Ferb are in the parade still. 
Yeah, they are. And not even like in the side, like the main, like Magic Kingdom Park. Yeah. That's like reserved for princesses and Mickey and his friends. <laughs> and then somehow Phineas and Ferb weaseled their way into the parade. Wasn't that was the parade that um, the Zootopia characters were in, though, wasn't it? I don't remember. I remember Max and Goofy were in it. <laughs> but they're they're the OGs. Well, Max doesn't come out very much. He is now, now that Goofy movie is, like, more popular than it was. Okay. That makes now, sense. Now, like, he, they, I think they really like try to bring him out as much as they Everybody can. wears their Powerline shirts. Right. That's why now he's part of the parade. Well, I have never seen a Powerline shirt that isn't, like, the coolest shirt ever. Right. It's always... They're always so cool. Yeah. It's always very, very fun. And, and it's fun to, like, look at the back and have, like, the tour announcements and stuff. Oh, my God. I know. I love it. Um, all right. So what is your Disney Channel lesson of the day now that we've kind of come to my the end Disney of our Phineas and time? My Disney Channel lesson that I learned today is if you ever think, even for a second, that you might need a picture or a video of something, just take it. Hmm. Especially, hmm. well, I mean, I know, I think everybody knows that in today's world because everyone films literally everything that ever happens. But if you're ever in a world where you need to bust your brothers, <laughs> just make sure your camera's ready to go. My Disney Channel lesson is always make sure you know where your pets are because they may be right under your nose fighting a, fighting a villain in the town. Scooby dooby doo, Scooby dooby doo. Scooby. All right. If people want to know how you spend 104 days of your summer vacation, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo. It's Becca, H-E-Y-O. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Becca Stogner. You can also check out my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group. We are YGSSG Podcast on all the socials. And if you want to find me on all the social medias, I'm at Real Hunter Martin on Instagram, H Cameron Martin on Twitter. And if you want to keep date up on everything about this podcast, The Time Out Shane, you can follow us on all the social medias. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Just type in the Time Mushroom Podcast. You'll find us there. Rate and review us. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and rate us on Spotify. That's how people find our podcasts, and that's how people discover us. So if you guys would fancy us and want to write a review, that would be amazing, amazing, amazing. But follow us on all the social medias. Uh, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. DM us. Tell us, tell us what you guys want to hear. Tell us what you want to hear more. Um, because we want you guys to have so much fun listening to this as we have making it. All right. Well, that is a wrap on Animated in July, like we said. But as you might remember, because I hammered it in last year, uh, August 6th is my birthday. Woo. So next week we will be talking about a very special thing that I requested to talk about. And I'm very excited to get in, get into it. Ooh, and if you're jealous of, like, why does Becca get to request something? One, she's the host. Two, it's her birthday. And three, because she mentioned it. And if you would like us to talk about something, mention it. Yeah, and just let us know. We all, we always take everything into consideration. Mm, but I feel like you guys just won't be able to help falling in love with this next episode. Hmm. But until maybe, next but, time. But hey, maybe <laughs> if you don't, maybe hopefully you'll reach for it. Ooh. But until next time, we will see you later, time travelers. Always buckle your seatbelts. <laughs>